Welcome back, friends. It's been a while. <laughs> Taking a sip of my wine. And if you don't get that, then you need to go listen to the... Wine. Oh, that's true. I was just going to say, I if they didn't get that last little jokey joke, then they needed to go listen to the last episode. Yeah, guys, if you haven't listened, what the fuck are you doing? But also Jordan's drinking, so this, oh, this should be Hear fun. this? And I'm a little Cheers. bit high. <laughs> Yeah. And that's Jordan's phone dinging. It's my husband sending me a Snapchat, probably of my children. Because get because this. we kicked my husband out of the house, and well, hold on, let's just let's just give a little backstory. <laughs> we'll tell you why we're here in a second. Um, so last week we the whole it's the Maple Leafs playoffs, so they're in like the first Ugh. round, and we're all hoping and praying that they make it to the second round. I mean, people are. I'm not. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Brandon, the Brandons last week basically left us with the babies and even though they said they were going to be here. So then this week we're like, no, fuck no, you're not going to no. Mike's house. But they did. They asked and they're like, but we'll take the babies. And we're like, okay. <laughs> so And that leads us into the topic where we're talking about babies. Babies and <laughs> This is my birth story. Look at that. We didn't even plan that. <laughs> Uh, I did the arm thing. Oh, the I'm so glad that you brought the wine. Yeah, right. Over. I was like, how am I gonna go and in, go into the um, kitchen and get yeah, more? Yeah, I need to just adjust my ass right now. I'm sitting on a really hard kitchen chair. My butt hemorrhoids. Should we give it? Oh, <laughs> there, there's hemorrhoids. Um, um, should yeah. we give them a trigger warning that there's drinking? <laughs> After I mean, we've already talked about, about it, it, so if that bothers you, bye. <laughs> I don't believe in trigger warnings, so... <laughs> Neither do I. Trigger warning, I'm going to be talking about my vagina. Trigger warning, hemorrhoids. <laughs> trigger warning, Julia and Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we should have. We have an explicit symbol Oops, sorry, on our podcast cool. for this exact reason. I don't want to get sued for like, your five-year-old listening to my podcast. Yeah, I mean... Cheers to you if you have your five-year-old listening yeah. to our podcast, but uh, I... maybe not the greatest idea. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> All right. So I, I guess we didn't really end up even prepare any questions or whatever. So No, I'm just going to kind of like talk. Just, just it's going to be a lot of me talking. It. I've it's recorded. I recorded my birth story super. with Emery before. So like I know kind of like what people want to hear. And I, I know like, okay, so. I'm an influencer, guys. <laughs> no, I but know part what of the reason. People want. Part of the reason why I wanted to record my birth story, did you just dump wine on yourself? I just came so close. Like, it literally was like, yeah, anyway. Came out of your mouth almost? Yeah. (laughs) Um, The reason I wanted to record my birth story on a podcast, first of all, is because I have mine recorded with Emery, Mm -hmm. and I can go back and listen to it. So I want to be able to go back and listen to it. But also, because when I was pregnant with twins, Mm -hmm. I searched high and low for twin birth stories especially twin vaginal birth stories because i was trying for a vaginal (laughs) surprise (laughs) i was well i was trying for a vaginal birth so regardless of if i got that or not i kind of just wanted to like hear other people's experiences and there were like none like there was like like ariana like um Mm. the birth papaya's best friend sarah the birth papaya they recorded a podcast episode and there's like a couple other ones on like the birth hour yeah, she did. Okay. And then there's like there's the, the rest of them were like free birth, where like people birthed in the mountains in an in a like a pool of water in the forest, and they delivered twins. They didn't even know they're having twins because they didn't believe in pre pre postpartum. That or sounds 
whatever. Terrible. I mean, to each their own, but like that's not that was not what I was. That's right. not what I that's, was going for. That wasn't the direction she was going <laughs> that for. Was, no, just um, like hiking. So that would be her first. That would be unfortunate. <laughs> I wouldn't even wouldn't even be able to get to the mountains because I was so fucking pregnant. That's just so, I can yes. Yeah, so I was like, that's true. just not relatable, and I just feel like people want to hear it. So I was like, you know what? If I can record it, even if I didn't have a vaginal birth, I was gonna record my birth story so that people could who were having twins who I know if there's a few people who follow me on Instagram who are having having twins twins. so they can listen and kind of have an idea of like what to expect yeah so well that's good sorry I was just snapchatting (laughs) she's distracted y'all are important important enough I got distracted um I am noticing that your bars are like way more spiky than mine so should I move my mic away just a little bit because I talk loud I just really loud so I'm sorry no no I think that's fine I think you should move I don't want it to be like too like distant i want it to sound good <laughs> anyway it's like i'm much more louder than julia okay so let me take a sip of my wine all right and we're gonna get started with um we'll start at like okay hold on let me my my part's short so let me get into mine first and then you can go ramble mm-hmm. okay so okay from my perspective we were um recording our last podcast no so. it started in the morning you were supposed to come over to my house in the morning remember and i was like i texted you no okay and i was like this was so okay. Let's start from the very beginning because technically it started overnight. There you go. Where I woke back. up, <laughs> I just keep going backwards. So in the middle of the night, on the like, I guess it was like really early morning, March nineteenth. Mm-hmm. So like two a.m. I woke up to for my many of my peas over the night, and I noticed oh, wait, it was the bloody show. <laughs> well, I noticed that there was like it was just like a twinge of blood in yeah. my like very mucusy discharge. Moist discharge, <laughs> mucus. Do those all trigger words for moist? Sorry guys. Um, and and then when I was I went to lay down, I was like, mm, is that a contraction? Oh. And then there was only like one or two, and they and then I went to sleep and they didn't wake me up, so I didn't think anything of it. And I, Julia was supposed to come over that afternoon. I don't remember why. Surprise, surprise. That morning maybe. I don't remember why. Um, and it was a Sunday, so Bernie was home. Um, and I just remember texting Julia. I mean, like, just so you know, I'm having some like. What could be contractions? I was having, like, these, like, period-like pains for a week or two before that. So, I was like, it could be nothing. And then I explicitly remember going poop and then texting you and being like, oh, it was just poo cramps. Like, I'm oh, fine. I Do you remember, remember that? that? And yes. I was like, no, and I'm I fine. I was disappointed. <laughs> yeah. And then then you came over and you can start from, like, right. your perspective. Yeah, and I don't really know what the intention was of us coming over. Maybe just to record the podcast? Probably. Anyway. Um, you're over at my house, like... Anyway, so I just remember getting here and immediately seeing her like have a contraction, which was like it was still like ten minutes apart, so they're still quite far, but I could no, tell that like you 20, were like right. So you were like breathing through them but not like in complete and utter pain. So I could still talk through them. Right, and if you, like I said, if you guys haven't listened to our last podcast, you'll be hearing her breathe through them. I re- we recorded a podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. And well, we, so yeah, that basically we were recording the podcast and we kept like we actually don't normally pause the recording. <laughs> we'll just talk straight through, which might be triggering for some, but um that's how we do it. Anyway, and we had to pause it like four or five times because she was like, <laughs> like, oh, like it was bad. And I kept mm-hmm. saying to her, I'm like, dude, you're in the labor. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I was 34 weeks. I was convinced. I was like, there's no way. And no, but 35 no weeks was like the most common, is it not? My for... OB said 35 weeks was right. the most common. Oh, and sorry, I was 30, 34, yeah. four, 34 weeks. 30, so 35 wow. fucking weeks. Blah, blah, blah. 
34 weeks and four days. Right. Anyway, so you were three days away from me, 35 weeks, mm-hmm. the most common times. So anyway, not that, like, that has anything to do with it. I just knew. I could see her, and I was like, you're in labor. <laughs> I mean, they might not be coming, like, right away, and they're, you know, they're kind of distant, distant apart, but, like, whatever. No big deal. So... And then they started to get pretty intense, like right at the end of our, if you listen to the podcast, there's like a little bit of a split and then we come back and tell you that she had the head the babies. Um, and that split right after that was basically, if you hear, you can hear Valley interrupting us. And then Haas was like, okay, we need to go to the hospital. And George's like, no, I need to go and eat good food. We were first. supposed to go we to my mom's for dinner. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's go to mom's first. We'll eat really quickly. And then I think you need to go to, or sorry. And I, I was still like, I'm just like, no, going to see how, how Well, she's goes. like, I, well, you knew that at this point, if you were even a little bit more dilated than you were last time, they'd probably keep you. And you could be in there for days before you had the babies. And you just didn't want to go in for days. So you wanted to wait until the last possible time to go in. Everybody was terrified. They're like, I'm, I think it was because there's two babies and I was yeah. early. Everybody was like, you no, we could see you, go, but you, you were in go. fucking labor. And I was like, oh, but, and, and in the back of my mind, like, I, I, I was in denial. Like, I was like, no, I'm not. But, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm probably in labor. And I, again, didn't want to go too early. I was yeah. like, I know what it feels. I know what 10 centimeters feels All like. I can say is that I, it was so satisfying when Otley literally shot out of her vagina. Okay, don't because, give away too much. Sorry, all right. When she came out of her vagina, because I was like, fuck yeah, I knew you were going to have these babies <laughs> okay, so let's, soon. And then Jordan's part. Okay, so let's start with... Okay, so I start a little bit and talked about the morning a little bit. Mm-hmm. Throughout the day, my contractions were like 20 minutes apart. I started to time them like near the end and of the day. they were day. Really sporadic. They right? were. And yeah. like there was no pattern, but they were... It was not like... I had been having period-like cramps for like I said, like two weeks before that. I was in the hospital mm-hmm. being checked like a few days before that. And you that. had had um, Braxton Hicks for... A lot. Excuse yeah. me, a long time. Exactly. And I, so I was like, I know this is this was contractions. Like, mm. I knew it wasn't that period pain, and it wasn't Braxton Hicks. I knew that it was. But I was like, it could be prodromal labor. It could be nothing. I'm sorry. Could you explain what whatever you just said? Prodromal labor? Yeah, you don't know what that is? No. <clears throat> it's like essentially like fake labor. I am labor. not a wannabe OB. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fake labor. It's like your body goes through real contractions, but they don't progress at all. Oh, okay. They don't dilate you, but you it feels real, and it's painful. For the people who... Okay, I'm well, I just joking. fucking explained it for the people who are stupid enough to not like you. Okay? So. Wow, guys. We're going to band together. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, I thought maybe it's prodromal labor. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I didn't know what it was. Do you almost spit your fucking wine out again? No, I just didn't want to hear, like, I didn't want the people to be like, hear you gulping. Because <laughs> they're going to hear a lot of that. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> wow, it's already sporadic and Julian and Jordan like you very much so. So... Come to, we finished Pedroma recording labor. the, right, I, did, I was like, I didn't know what it was, we started, then I started to, like, time it, I was yeah. like, let's just see if there's a pattern, like, let's just check it out, and that's, so through the podcast, I was recording, or sorry, I was timing my contractions, and they were, like, 8 to 10 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes apart, mm-hmm. and they were like, so again, no, pa- no real pattern, and I was like, okay, let's just go to mom's. No, no, no. Hold was, on. No, no, no. They had a pattern before you left for mom's. They were at least <laughs> under consistently under 10 minutes eight to ten minutes i would okay. say okay sure but that, that's true that's true th- and that's a good point to be made because she's that's still true. in denial about <laughs> so she's okay in they were about eight to ten minutes apart and i was mm-hmm. like it was my dad's birthday dinner and my mom was making like uh salmon which i love and there was gonna be like mussels and scallops and all the like i'm from the east coast so, like seafood is my jam east so coast, i was like out. i'm gonna go eat if, if nothing else i'm going to eat this fucking food mm-hmm. um spoiler alert <laughs> 
didn't stay in me for very long. Um, oh, I was gonna. I, I I couldn't remember if you threw up, but yeah, I'll tell you about that. That sucks. So um, it was good. <laughs> it was really good food. Maybe. So I I literally got to my mom's house, and I swear to God, Emery knew something was going on because mm. she's normally a very clingy toddler, like wants mommy all the time. And, oh yeah, that's right. And she I was, like, sat my so ass chill. in a chair in my mom's living room and yeah. didn't move the entire time because I was having contractions <laughs> that and she was still in denial I was, about. But I was sitting there, and, and at that point, my contractions got to like about five minutes apart the whole time I was at my mom's but I didn't say anything to anybody because again I was determined to eat this fucking food and so Emery was like my sister my older sister would come over and be like Emery like can I get you a snack and she'd go with her and like my nieces were really good they would come and take Emery so she was distracted and I could just kind of sit down on the chair and like do my thing so at that point my contractions contract (laughs) right my contractions got to about five minutes apart so I ate my dinner um and I, and said, I think at this point you were like, It was like right. right before dinner. I was like, okay, so when I'm done eating. Like, Cats out of the bag, guys. <laughs> I, I think I, think like, I need to go. To, I remember saying to my mom first. I said, mom, my contractions are five minutes apart. Yeah. My mom's face was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, what, and what? I said, I didn't want to say anything to Brandon because I knew he'd make me leave right away. And yeah. I wanted to eat my food. Well, maybe hate? that's why you were in denial. Just because like as soon, you knew as soon as As Brandon, soon as I said to Brandon, I'm in labor, he would have lost. Oh, I, it makes sense as to why you didn't want me like... <laughs> Just announcing it yeah. to everybody. So, uh, ate my food. I uh, said to Brandon, I said, okay, I think it's time for us to go and get checked. And still, at this point, I thought that I was going to go and get checked and they were going to say that I had made, like, very little progress. Like, and maybe even send me home. Yeah. Like, maybe even say, okay, you're in really early labor. Let's, I, I mean, wh- what in, like, what in my brain said they were going to send me home at 34 weeks and four <laughs> days pregnant with twins? <laughs> having contractions what part of me thought they were gonna send me home i don't know but um <laughs> i did so um I, I got the video i was just looking for the video that i recorded before you went jordan in. eating her baby last meal i dropped a scalp she dropped a scalp in her, on my crotch this is very fitting. I think Chantel, Chantel, did you go into labor? Oh, that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> I just so, again, on. eating my last meal. So, uh, at that point, I decided, okay, we're going to the hospital. I said goodbye to Emery, which, very emotional. Um, cried in my sister's arms. And my sister, my older sister. I was like, I don't remember this. No, she, I cried in Chantel's arms. And Chantel had to reassure me that she said, it's hard. She's had three kids. She's like, it's, like, it's hard. She's going to be fine. Um, for me, I was like, woohoo, vacation <laughs> for my asshole teenager. Right. So I was, it was very emotional leaving her. Um, gave everybody a hug. My dad cried. Well, I you, didn't get a hug. You didn't? Sure. Because you were taking my kid, probably. Um, and so then I sh- sent Emery. Julia took Emery home to my house to deal with her here. And Brandon and I went to the hospital. So we got to triage. Um, and the the funniest part of this whole situation is the girl at the front desk was like, oh, you've been here a few times. <laughs> she was almost like, you're not in fucking labor, bitch. Like, she's like, you've already been here twice to be checked. And like, this is the third time. Okay, and can like, I just, I just want to have a PSA for all receptionists. It's I don't know if it's receptionists or like, I don't want to call out the specific hospital, but you all know where we live <laughs> and the likelihood of it being at the one hospital you know I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I have just had like negative experience after negative experience. And I had the same thing when I went in for labor. I know this is a tangent, but that's just who we are. So deal with it. Um, when I went into labor with Valley, 
um, I couldn't get a hold of my, like, I didn't sit, I haven't talked about my birth story, but like I, my midwife's office pager system or like my midwife's phone, I think it was. It was her phone, yeah. Was broken, quite literally broken where I was calling her over and over and over again. And then like the person that was not on call that was like off off she put her phone off because i mean she doesn't have to work anyway so i went into the hospital being like i have tried my midwife about one hundred and fifty thousand times i promise you i've tried it. well you know we can't really do anything until your midwife gets here so or we're just gonna have to, when you walk in to, yeah this yeah. is the receptionist so and she's like well you're gonna have to you're just gonna have to like get your get a hold of your have you called them she said H- have you called them well no yes bitch i've called them sorry if you're listening but like bitch you're an asshole <laughs> anyway it's not an uncommon experience i just want to clarify it wasn't the nurses or the doctors it was the, right the reception people. okay that is true so she almost like questioned whether or not i was in labor and i was like okay. as i'm like literally having a contraction it's like trying the worst to fill people the to be an and asshole too the last time the last time I was in labor, I came in at like a lot further along than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't even, I didn't even talk to the people. All I remember about the last, my last birth was the girl was like, so you, you paying for a private room and Brandon handed them his debit card as if it was like a hotel <laughs> and he needed to pay on the spot. And the girl's like, no, 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 we're going to like, we'll charge you. It'll be sent to your house. And Brandon was so, so flustered because he thought this baby was going to fly out of me. So that was oh, the first time. She did but the this opposite. time I was, I was like, I could talk. And I was like, so then we had to fill out Brandon's insurance paperwork, and that was fun. And anyways, so that took a little while. Mm-hmm. So then we got into triage. And fairly quick, usually triage takes a long time, but mm-hmm. like, I think because it's I think you're and, just, yeah. And it was 34 weeks. They they had someone in there pretty quickly. The nurse yeah. was in there. She found the baby's heartbeats. Um, they monitored the babies. And then the uh, OB resident came in and checked me. Mm-hmm. And as, as soon as she checked me, her face was like, whoop. <laughs> she's like oh. and I was like oh I knew at that point I was like and I'm, I'm having these babies yeah. and she's like you're a very stretchy six or f- between five and six but very like I could stretch I just, you to I don't know about you seven. but every time I like I, I um I visualize stretchy six I think it's like goopy shit yeah yeah like mucusy just a visual mucus. for you yeah so I she's like I could probably st- I could stretch or a very stretchy six I was like okay so she's like I mean like that noise. means I'm staying and she's like mm, you're staying like you're having these babies so then they immediately brought in a bedside ultrasound machine because they wanted to double check that both babies were still head down they had been head down my entire pregnancy mm-hmm. um or I mean from like 21 weeks or whatever on they they checked both babies were head down so at that point I was like okay I feel pretty confident about my vaginal birth um I was feeling really good I was like Mike I I thought I was like at this point at six centimeters with Emery I was vomiting my face off Mm -hmm. like just dying of and I was not coping well with contractions and this time I was doing really well so I was so proud of myself I was so proud of myself and so they immediately um admitted me and put me in a room and at, as soon as I it's like seems like as soon as I got to my room that's when things Shit hit got the fan. <laughs> it's Not like terribly. I don't know what if it was like the movement of whatever it was I things got intense contractions got intense um like my <laughs> I just have to pause for a second my husband did you, you pee did you just come Mike's? home to pee yeah why why oh, didn't you pee at Mike's Guys, this is real life for you. Um, We're not going to edit this out. Okay. Anyways. My husband's high snacks. Okay. Okay. Peace out. Peace out. Have a blast. Super awesome. Great. (laughs) Goodbye. 
Sorry, that was a... <laughs> I hope you didn't hear that. Um, okay, so then things got intense. Got into my room, things mm-hmm. got really intense. And from our perspective, I'm just going to, like, interject every so often about, like, now... Think you on the other side? Yeah, so I'm on the other side. I'm with... Via a family group chat is how you're being Right, updated. we're... We have an Ontario family group chat, because we have, obviously, a family in PI. Anyway... I was putting Emery down, and I kind of pushed her as long as I possibly could, because I was like, I just, I don't want anything to, like, happen when I'm in the room, so I can't take my phone up, because she's, like, super picky about lights <laughs> and shit, so, anyway, I was, I finally got Emery into the room, and that's when, like, shit started to get real, where mom, and my mom was in the room, for the most part as well, so she was giving us, like, live updates, and, uh, I, I just remember, uh, her mom being like okay it's 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 go time and we're all like and then she just ghosted us for like 20 minutes like what the fuck what is happening so, well, so in those 20 minutes is when this went happened. so yeah so i got into my room um thankfully my mom it was had, really quick after that like, fairly quickly yeah. yeah so like my mom had just gotten to the hospital she came upstairs um and like fairly quickly again i got the anesthesiologist came in and right as my contractions got to the point where mm-hmm. i was like ouch <laughs> this hurts i can't do this anymore the anesthesiologist came in to give me my epidural yeah um and that process took a whole lot longer than it i remember it taking with emery um you blocked it out of your memory true trauma so so let's re- let recap i was six centimeters in triage mm-hmm. i get into the room within probably 25 minutes i had my epidural in mm. um and i was chilling relaxing um in this whole time after i had my epidural i was laying down and that probably for that full 20 minutes they were trying to find baby a's heart rate mm-hmm. who is who is otley okay. my daughter yeah. the girl um they, not ot tilly right? um they so they kept losing one heart rate they kept they would find hers and then they'd lose his and they'd find his and lose hers and then finally they found his and then they just couldn't find hers and they um Julia looks panicked. Okay, it's good. And they, and my computer went to sleep, so I'm like, shit, did it stop recording? Oh. Um, they couldn't find her heart rate. So they, were, they weren't they were panicking, but they were like, okay, like, flip this way, flip that way. Let's try this. Let's try that. Um, still couldn't find it. My OB came in, who um, was the OB on call, was not my OB, which at first I was really disappointed about, but it turns out I freaking loved this OB that came in to deliver my baby. Which is a different tune that she was singing six months ago, and she was like, I, did, I still didn't love the idea of having an OB, so yeah. let's talk about that briefly. So if you... Tangent. Uh, if you followed me for a while, you know that I had a midwife with my daughter. I love the midwifery model of care. I don't... I didn't love the idea that I had to have a mid, or an OB with this pregnancy. Yeah. It's still to the to the time that will be walked into the room. I, so she walked in, and she immediately was like, "Okay, so you want to have a vaginal birth? Well, that may not happen because here's why, why, blah 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 blah." And that's just the, oh, I yeah. just feel like obes do that. They're surgical. Yeah. They're like very. She's like, "Well, that might not happen." It's like they're she was spoiled. very matter of fact, and I could yeah. appreciate that. And she was like, "Well, um, we don't know what your something about my ultrasound. Like I hadn't had an updated ultrasound." My last ultrasound said the discordance, or like the difference between weights, was three percent. She's like, "Well, it could have changed in the last two weeks." And but so, we don't, what does that mean? Like, so there can't be more than a twenty percent discordance between the two babies. Okay, because then, then that means. But they like, they want the bigger baby to come first. Right. And in my case, technically, the bigger baby was second, and they knew that. Um, oh, and three percent, three percent was fine. But she said in the two weeks, it had of for some reason had Archie have had a 
Large. huge growth spurt yeah. and began, had 20% discordance mm-hmm. between the two of them, difference in weight, 20% difference in weight, right. then they didn't want to let me have a vaginal birth. And I was like, so what are the chances of in two weeks my baby growing to be 20% bigger than his sister when the whole pregnancy, the discordance has been 3%. She's right. like, well, it's unlikely, but it could have happened. And I was like, well, I'll take my chances. <laughs> like, literally is what I said to her. Yeah. Like uh, she's like, well, that then you risk like a C-section with a second baby. I was like, I will take my chances. With a second baby, bitch, tie my tubes after this. We're done. <laughs> no, no, no. Meaning like, oh, they, if they push out the first right. baby, then okay. the, if the second baby's too big, then they may have had to like cut me open. Right. And I was like, I will take my chances because I highly mm-hmm. doubt that the difference is that large. But like, I, yeah. and, and it's not like you got humongous in that time right. frame either. So, so or time she two. came in and she was immediately like, it was just all the things that could go wrong. Mm. And so. She came in. She wanted to check me. Um, so she's like, I'm going to check you. I'm going to break your water, and I'm going to put a internal monitor. I had an issue with that, the way she went about that, for a lot of reasons. Like the way that she t- told you? She or? told me what she was going to do. She right. said, I'm going to break your water, and I'm going to put an yeah. internal monitor on. If you don't know what an internal monitor is, it's literally a screw that they screw into your baby's head. And I did and not know that when I was having my... She called it a clip, actually. She called it, I'm going to put a clip on your baby's head. I do remember that. Oh, they're liars. Yeah. So she said, I'm, I'm going to put a clip. And Miranda was like, yeah, yeah, do whatever you need. And I was like, no, no, I know what the... I know what the, No, no, no. I know your tricks. I know what a clip is. Mm-hmm. It's, I said, is that an internal monitor? And she said, yes. And I said, is that the screw that's in their head? And she said, yes. And then I said, do that, is that really necessary? Because I really don't want to screw in my baby's head. And she's like, well, if you want to lose your baby's heart rate and she turns out dead, then no. But Side that, note, that was I literally that, what she said. I bet that the medical profession absolutely fucking hates the internet right now. Because we all come in and we're like, we're fucking doctors. We know no, no. And, I, no. and I just but said, like, I mean, if you could find yeah. her on the monitors, I would 20 years ago, that. that wouldn't have happened. Right. And, we I said, like, and I said, I d- I didn't tell her in the time. I didn't like that she came in and said, I'm going to break your water. <clears throat> that could yeah. be a conversation. Like, how do you feel about that? Let's, like, because yeah. that doesn't that's, need to again, happen. again, more midwifery here. Than right. It doesn't need to happen. Surgical. My water could have broken on its own. I could have. Yeah. But at that point, I was like, I'm okay with you breaking my water. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Not. Um, and, then, and then I allowed her to put the quote unquote clip on Otley's head, the internal monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad I did in hindsight. So um don't listen to my advice <laughs> don't <laughs> try all of the shit i just mm-hmm. right no but it's and it, you live you live and you learn yeah. um i thought i knew better and turns out i didn't um she <laughs> i wish that was your motto for life but it's uh, not she put the monitor on oddly's head she broke my water and she checked me and at that point i was like an eight and a half almost nine <laughs> and she was like whoa. stretchy 10 <laughs> she's like whoa you progressed way faster than i thought you were going to um and Actually, I should go back because when she came in the room initially, she mm-hmm. said to me, she said, I'm just going to check you right. and then is I have the... to, yeah, oh, and then I have good. to go down to the emergency room because there's someone with an ectopic who's going to die if I'm not there. This, this doctor was like very matter of fact. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. okay. Like I wasn't really sure what to say to that. And then, so then she did all the things with my breaking my water, putting the clip on and checking mm-hmm. me. And then she's like, okay, so I'm not going anywhere. I really hope that girl didn't die. And that's die. what I said. I was like, I said, so what about what about the girl down there that might die? She's like, well, I have, like, she's like, there's other doctors that can handle it. And she's like, this is more important. <laughs> I was like, oh, Oh, shit. Okay, am I going to die? <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. And then she sits down in the chair and she's letting the nurses do their thing. They're monitoring her heart rate. Um, and then <clears throat> at that point, again, I was almost a 10. Um, she, the nurse says, oh, baby, 
they finally found baby A's heart rate, which is oddly because they put the internal monitor on and her heart rate was in the 80s, which is not great. <laughs> For those who don't know, <laughs> that's, that's not good. Not good. <laughs> so uh, she said, so then she's like, give it five minutes if we can't, if it doesn't recover. I feel like five minutes is a long time to let a baby's heart rate go that low. Well, I don't know if I mean, it's exactly I'm not a doctor. I don't know if she said five minutes, but she's like, give it okay. a couple minutes. Yeah. If she doesn't recover, then we're going to the, uh, the OR, which if you didn't know, because I had twins, I had to deliver in the OR. Mm-hmm. Which so, is it like? Is it a noticeable difference? Like I know that like. Yes. Okay. No. Yes. Labor rooms are like not. Yes. Is, except, the exactly OR like warm is like and cozy. Im- imagine like if you watch Grey's Anatomy, it's not like dark, and you know how like rooms in Grey's Anatomy are like kind of like dimly lit all around you, yeah. and then there's like bright lights just on oh, the patient. Oh, it's like bright lights everywhere. It's like literally white. The whole room it's is a white. landing strip. The whole room is white. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. lights everywhere. It's like literally you go in there and you have to like put sunglasses on. It's was it so big bright. Or was it like. No, it's no. like fairly small. Like I would yeah. say the whole OR was like the size of my kitchen. Interesting. It's not very big. Okay. So going back. <laughs> um, so <clears> her <throat> heart was in the 80s. Then the OB is like, I'm going to go prep <clears throat> the OR. Um, you guys can get her prepped and ready to go. Um. And then, so <clears throat> that's when things started to get really chaotic, in my opinion. Um, her heart rate dropped even more. It was, like, in the 60s. They were, like, literally unplugging monitors and throwing them on me. This is my favorite part. <clears throat> not the not her being in, like, a stressful situation, but what happens during it. Right. So I've always heard stories of, like, babies' heart rates dropping and it getting stressful. And, like, now to have experienced it myself, I'm really glad it wasn't super traumatic for me. But I can see how it would be very traumatic for somebody who maybe had like a more traumatic like, like previous birth previ- no, or like someone who had like their labor was more traumatic and then like like the second half of my birth was like a lot more like not traumatic yeah. <laughs> so like it can't yeah. even out and things turned out to be okay so I guess it was fine but um this, so this is when things started to get chaotic her heart rate dropped again they're throwing monitors on me the nurses are like unplugging the bed they're like trying to push me down the hallway um, it turned, my husband had to actually push the bed down the hallway because the nurses couldn't. It was like such an old bed. And That's it was my so favorite heavy. part. But she is, that was terrible execution of that. Like, well, the nurses, okay, so the nurses were like pushing the bed out the room and like, and imagine like a six foot seven, like 200 and no, 300 pound man. Is he's a big dude. He's, he's six, big. yeah, he's, he's six, seven, 300 pounds. He's Not just tall. Why too? He's, yeah. So the nurses like throwing things on me. They're trying to push the bed out the door. It's really heavy. Tiny nurses. getting stuck. Yeah. OB comes down the hallway and she's like what's baby's heart rate and she's like it's in the 60s and the OB was like why isn't she in the OR already and like so she was Hoss angry Hulk so Brandon mode. went full on yeah like full on dad mode and was like he literally like hulked me out the door and like ran down the <laughs> hallway and the down. nurse had to stop him to be like stop you need to go get your gown and cap yeah on before you can come in the OR so Brandon left me <clears throat> at that point went to get his gown and cap they wheeled me into the OR and I do remember what I was just saying before we're thinking, holy shit, it's bright in here. It's Weird. really bright. And there was a lot of people. So for reference, with my birth with Emery, it was me, Brandon, my midwife, and a midwife's assistant. So four people total, including mm. myself and my husband, in the room. And with this birth, we had an anesthesiologist, a respiratory therapist, a, just in case I need to be put under... We had yeah. a two NICU teams. So there's a NICU team for each baby, which a NICU team is like four or five nurses That's per baby. Nice. And this is like the size of your kitchen. Right. So, so there's, so there's so, okay. So a, a anesthesiologist, a respiratory therapist, two NICU teams, an OB, like an OB resident, 
And there was a few other people. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> um, we all meet in the room. Everybody's like yelling instructions to everybody. And to me, it sounded hella chaotic. But to them, I'm, I'm sure, sure it was like just, a well-oiled machine. Right. It was like they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and this is where we're incredibly grateful and thankful for. Absolutely. For s- 100%. Surgical 100%. people. And <laughs> very thankful for my OB at this point because she was amazing. So she... She, I like, I, I had just gotten my epidural, probably like I said, twenty Did minutes you get the before. Chance to press the button yet? No. Oh shit. <laughs> twenty minutes before I had been wheeled into the OR. So she's, if you've ever had a C-section before, they like touch you with ice, mm. um, and they're like, can you feel that? Can you feel that? So they're trying, they're touching me, and I'm like, they're at my knee, and I'm like, I can feel that. <laughs> I can feel that, and I start to panic, and she's like, it's okay, we're not cutting you open yet. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's okay if you can feel that, that's fine. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, and, and at so, this point, um, so mom's like, yeah, it's go time. And this is where the, the, the lull of silence came in. And we're like, what the heck? Because well, my F? mom couldn't come into the OR with right, me. Right. So she had so no she idea. Had no and idea we're all like, Karen, update us. And she's like, still nothing. Like, I'm still as confused as you are. Yeah. So <clears throat> people are running around, not running. They're walking. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. The, wait. So the thing that mom said before, um, they wheeled you out was... Baby A, so they knew it was a girl. Baby mm-hmm. was a girl. So yeah, baby girl is an quote. I quote Karen Dixon, is blasting out of her, <laughs> like and that and then it's like and it's go time and we're like um, what does that mean? Like no, blasting is a strong term when it's in reference to genitals. <laughs> I'm like mom, what is going on? She's like it. The babies are coming like now and like everything's a little chaotic and we're like okay, so, right. And so as this is happening. Yeah. People in the OR are moving very quickly around me. They're doing yeah. things. The OB is getting prepped and ready. Um, and <clears throat> at that point, the OB came over to me. She held my hand. She got really close to my face. And she said to me. I hope she was chewing gum. <laughs> no, she was lovely. She got, like, said to me, she says, if you can't get this baby. She said, baby's heart rate is very scarily low. Like, she's like. And I've always heard, like, I follow a nurse on TikTok. I don't remember her name, but she's amazing. And she said, you should not be scared until your providers are scared. And my OB looked scared. <laughs> she was like, if you can't get this baby out in one or two pushes, I'm going to have to cut you open. And, and she knew how badly tears. <laughs> she knew how badly I didn't want a C-section. Well, not only that, and but at like, that point, I could, when you put it like that, that's a little like... And I, I knew in the back of my mind that I could still feel the pain. So either mm. I was going to be put under, which Ugh. I definitely didn't want, or I was going to feel them cutting open my abdomen. Oh and my god. Two and both of those are horrible. Extremely right. fucking So yeah. right after she oh. said that, I burst into tears. I mean And then that's when Brandon walked in. A lot of hormones, a lot of things going on, but also like that was scary. That was the probably the scariest part of my whole labor. And then my husband walked in and he I'm bawling and he's like, "What is wrong?" And he looks at the OB and the OB's, "I just told her I was going to have to cut her open." And uh, if she can't get these babies out. So she's fine. And for those of you who don't know who Brandon Haas is. <laughs> I don't even know how he reacted to that. Because I was so, like, tunnel well, I vision. I can only assume it wasn't anything like, okay. It was, you know, he went into right. full-blown. If it wasn't for the fact that my wife is on an operating table, I probably would pass out like Brandon Thompson yeah. did. Well, and <laughs> if you saw that, like, video I posted on TikTok where it's like, um... It's like, the, I don't know how to describe it, where it's like the, the person like yelling and screaming, like, if I can't get these babies out in two minutes, like, mm. my brain literally went into like fight or flight, and I was like, I'm about to fight. 
I'm about to blast these babies out of my vagina. So, uh, or at least the first she one. hiked my legs up into the stirrups and she goes, push. And I pushed and she was like, she was quite literally, the look on her face was like, holy shit. She was like, whoa, <laughs> stop. And well, and Otley was tiny. Like, she, was she still tiny. is tiny. She was four pounds, 12 ounces. So she wasn't a big baby. Yeah. Um, and she was like, okay, whoa, stop. And she like had to breach her hand in and it was a little and, bit more graphic when you yeah, explained it to I me. I don't want to be too graphic, but she no, the second part was oh, more graphic. Right, so yeah, this yeah. one she reached in and Otley was OP, which is um sunny side up. So she what was does facing OP mean? I don't know what OP actually means like term wise. I just have heard people call it that. She was sunny side up. So when you deliver a baby, their face is supposed to be facing your back and her face was up. Mm-hmm. Um, so she basically reached her hand in, turned Otley's head, so she was face down. Ossiput posterior. Ossipit? Posterior. Yeah, I knew that. Ossiput posterior. <laughs> she was anyway, posterior. Sorry, go ahead. So she reached in, turned her head, so it was face down, and she kind of like guided her out. She didn't have to do much guiding because my second push, she was out. My vagina. No. <laughs> <laughs> she... Uh, I joked that I like sneezed her out because it was like I didn't even feel like I, I pushed, but I didn't even really mm-hmm. push. Uh, again, for reference, I pushed for almost three hours with my daughter. Um, so they put her on my chest and she, you know how babies come out like screaming and rigid and she flopped. Like her arms went to the side. Oh she was like pale, 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 like no life to this baby. Oh, it was, again, God. I didn't really see it. My poor husband still talks about how like traumatizing it was for him. Because they didn't even really let me touch her. They, like, I touched her. They're, like, okay, I think we have enough time to uh, let the cord stop pulsing. So they did, like, slight delayed cord clamping. Not even. They let Brandon cut the cord. And then they, the NICU team took her right away. They took her to the table. Brandon you know was able they had to, like, okay, trigger warning? No. this might. Okay. No. Tr- yeah, trigger warning. This no, might. there was no resuscitation. Okay, she yeah. was, she was breathing. Okay, okay. She just wasn't responding the way they want a newborn baby to respond okay, okay. because her heart rate was so low okay, that's and the only of, trigger warning i will ever give because that's yeah terrible. because of how fast she came mm-hmm. and because of um her heart rate not responding well to the contractions then she was that's the reason why right so she went onto the table Brandon was able to get a few pictures of her um before they literally took her right away to the oh NICU. right and then okay so this is where my part i know you guys are not interested in my version of her birth story but i don't give a fuck because i'm gonna say it anyway um yeah so i was putting emery down and like side story is emery is like in a, well at that time was almost impossible to put down there was like a very strategic way <laughs> like that you couldn't no yeah. light no whatever and all this anyway so i was just i, I could feel my phone buzzing it was like bzz, bzz, and it, i had it like down my the back of my yoga pants so and, and she still wasn't asleep yet and i literally looked at her i took my watch and I like lit it on her face and I said listen you're going to your bed now and I put her in bed and I was like and DJ is gonna be right here I said I'm gonna leave now because your mom is having babies and I need to know what's going on and she literally did not say one word I walked out of the room and that's when I opened the phone and I was like then my mom's like oh my god baby A is here and or like baby girl is here so yeah that was so so in for reference I was admitted like I got into my room at like Seven, so I got into triage at 7.35 or something. Mm-hmm. I remember recording a TikTok. Um, and so Otley was born at 9.40. So that whole process took about two hours. Which, if anyone has here has had babies... It's pretty quick. That's really fucking quick, yeah. especially with a hospital. Yeah. So, so yeah, she was born at 9.40. And so then after, after she came out... Things calmed down. Uh, things really calmed down. Archie, who was baby B. I hope B, that's not foreshadowing for whatever life's right? going to be. Um, baby B, Archie, was 
super duper happy. He was yeah. content as ever <laughs> in the womb. He was happy as could be. He was just chilling. His heart rate was doing great. Then they, so the NICU team had taken her away. Then Obi was like, okay, now <clears throat> let's just relax. She looked at me and she was like, holy shit, I'm really freaking proud of you for doing that. She was like really sweet. Oh, she I was like, you're that. a badass. That's like, awesome. that was amazing. Uh, whatever. And so she's like, I'm just going to check, make sure he's still head down. He hasn't flip-flopped or whatever. So she reached in me, felt his head. She's like, yep, we've got a head. Like, let's just take That's some time. That's concept. Right? She's like, let's just take some time to, like, let him to figure out what he's doing. maybe for you to just yeah. settle down. <laughs> right. So she's like, take a deep breath. Like, let's just, whatever. So um, it was about, I would say, like, five or six minutes later. So not that long. <laughs> no. My contraction started again. And I was like, I think I can feel contractions. She's like, okay, cool. Let's take advantage of that. Um, and he had, like, dropped pretty quickly. Like, he was engaged, ready to come. They didn't have to do much, like, pulling. I didn't want them to, like, have to reach in and pull him out. Um, he was engaged. He dropped really quickly. He was still doing really good. Um, and she was like, okay, give me, like, a one practice push. And so I pushed, and she was like, holy. Like, she was like, oh. And then at that point, a huge, huge gush of fluid, oh, blood, God. I don't know what else that comes out of your uterus. <laughs> sprayed the OB and the OB resident in the face. Like, sprayed them. Because I was pushing so hard. And oh she was God. like, oh my gosh, okay. She's like, okay, well, slow down. Same thing. She reached in. The fact that she was so chill about right? that. <laughs> she reached in. Archie was also posterior, setting side up. So she reached in, turned his face, and guided him out. Again, second push, he was out. It's the hoss in him. Right? <laughs> they put him on my chest, and he came out completely different than Ollie. He was screaming. He was pink. Aww. He was rigid. He was, like, he was just, like, a newborn baby. Yeah. Like, yeah. what you would expect. Right. So I got to have him on my, my he was on my stomach, because his cord was a little short. But for a little bit longer, mm-hmm. they did, like, a full. I thought you were going to say, because you're pretty <laughs> <laughs> Right. Anyway. <laughs> no, my boobs are on my stomach. Um, they uh, let the cord stop pulsing. They did like a full like five minutes of delayed cord clamping, clamped the cord, Brandon cut it. Um, and then they, again, the NICU team took him. Uh, Brandon got some pictures and then... And at this time we were on our group chat and I was like, mom, how long is the second baby? And then my sister was like, mom, like what's going on? Like what? And she's like, guys, I'm not a fucking doctor, nor am I in the room. I have no idea. I just was told that there's another baby or there's one baby. So he was born, Archie was born at 9.50. So they were 10 minutes apart. 10 minutes. Yeah. I actually, the, my number one question that I was so curious about, cause I'm like, well, I mean, it wouldn't be completely unreasonable to think that there could be three hours. I mean, I no idea about twins but i mean in she my head my said she doesn't like to let them go more than 15 minutes oh okay well, see, was, in my head longer, i was like I nine o'clock i'm like oh my god what if they're born like the next day what what happens i guess it's just normal they just have two different birthdays if you have if you have a baby at like 11 55 yeah you could have two different birthdays yeah yeah essentially um so they were 10 yeah. minutes apart <clears throat> and um at that point uh i hadn't thrown up my entire labor I, had, I was really impressed with myself because with Emery, I threw up from the moment I got a contraction to the moment she came out of my vagina. Which for somebody was who was like, quite literally terrified of puke, it's, right. it's impressive. Well, I threw up my whole pregnancy. So like this time, <clears throat> I puke? hadn't puked the entire labor. Uh, it was great. It was glorious. And then the second Archie came out... Um, they were like I was they were doing like immediately doing like stomach palpitations to like just like get my my placentas to like come out um that's and, so weird you said placentas like, right wait, you only have one no you don't you have two um and I was like 
mm, I'm gonna throw up. And the girl, the I guess it was maybe anesthesiologist, somebody was like, Oh, I'll push some medication through your IV to like stop that. And I was like, There ain't no time for that. <laughs> and my poor husband like almost caught my puke. So I was like, trigger warning for anybody who doesn't like throw up. Um, I was laying on my back because I delivered on my back and I had to like turn my head to the side and throw up into like this little pan. But I had eaten. Wait, and you were on your back? Or you were like, I was were you elevated no, at all? Flat on my back. Oh, that is the worst way to throw And turn my head to the side. And I had eaten that entire meal, which literally an hour or two before that, which had not digested at all. So it all came up hella chunky. I was going to say, chunky. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> but like, I was like choking on it. It was bad. It was Before like nurse had to like scoop like, her hand in my mouth and get it out. It was basically because, like, like that steak and potato soup. That yeah, it's <laughs> gross. I mean, Julia, you're a terrible person for doing that to these people. So that I threw up. and Which, okay, if you ever thrown up immediately after pushing... Yeah, what a is, human what is that like? or two humans out of your body that fucking hurts it hurts your abdomen it hurts my gut i didn't tear anything so like my vagina didn't hurt but it's like it already wide it just, hurt. <laughs> it just hurt like it was so painful my muscles hurt so bad and you couldn't it wasn't frozen from the epidural at all <clears throat> at that point no not really like i was like i could feel a lot of it a lot of it i couldn't feel them like coming up See, i could feel like a slight ring of fire though I, I i felt or i feel like after puking after you just like shoved two humans and your vagina is still probably quite wide open that you might just like shit out your uterus at that point well no i didn't <laughs> thankfully um so then i once i was done that they had pushed the medication i guess because i got like it was like very quickly after that i got like very mm-hmm. less nauseous and she was like okay so we have to deliver your placentas which was fairly easy i did like one or two pushes each maybe three max and then the second one she was like okay i'm just gonna like feel for any retained placenta because with multiples i guess there's more of a chance of retained placenta which is very bad um and my husband describes it as the resident who was the one who did the check was elbow deep and this was like a tiny girl like she was like this little middle eastern itty bitty teeny weeny little girl like Like, she was like she probably came up to my nipple she was so tiny (laughs) And she was like elbow deep in me, in my vagina. Like and she's like, as Brandon says, he can see her hand windshield wiping oh on my, my stomach. He's like, I could see her hand. And he's like, if that, if that didn't make me pass out. There's a visual for everyone here. Yeah, it was great. And I could feel it. Like there was pressure, no pain, but a lot of pressure. And oh she like God. scooped and she's like, good thing I did that. Cause there was like a huge piece of retained placenta like in that she had gotten out. So at that point, yeah, that was great. Gross. So then they got that out. Then, then they did, like, a full-on, like, Grey's Anatomy scene where they had to, like, because I was frozen from my epidural-ish and I just had babies and I was yeah. flat on my back on the OR table, they had to, like, lift me to back to the <laughs> did table. Did have to have 10 people? Literally. I was like, uh, can my husband help you? Because, like, <laughs> I don't want you to drop me. Or, like, yeah. I'm just they, I literally asked them that. Pound, like, Anyway. Yeah, it was that's what it looked like. My six hundred pound life. They're transferring the people to the bed. That's what it was like. At least they didn't have to cut your door open or anything. And then they're like, the I felt like so like inhuman. They're like rolling me to the side. She's like, okay, we're gonna pull the blanket out from under you. And she's like, roll to this side. We're gonna pull all these like bloody <laughs> mattress things out. Yeah, that was great. Um, okay, so about the babies, <laughs> they were. Um, like I said, Otley, who was our baby girl, she was born at 940. She was 4 pounds, 12 ounces. And that's and how you pronounce it, ladies and gentlemen. Otley. Otley. Not Otilly. Uh, not Otley. Like, <laughs> it's I'll not. F. It's Otley. Um, Apparently it's quite a... 10 minutes, 
well, yeah, it's a controversial, controversial topic. Main people, anyways, that's a whole other thing. On her comment section. But ten minutes later, Archie was born. Uh, he was baby B, the boy, obviously. Um, and he was five pounds, two ounces. Um, they went straight so to the So it's like you. there's three ounces? Well, how many gram or ounces are in a pound? It's like 13. Once they get to like 13, 13. ounces, it's like... So she, and she was f- four? 12. 12. So there's three ounces, four ounces in between them? Something like that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I was just wondering what, because like the, about that difference, right? right? So that I was like, like there, there's my, there it, took, it is. <laughs> took the chance and looky looky. The one thing that she got right. <laughs> the other one thing. <laughs> um, they were taken to the NICU right away. Um, they were put on CPAP. <clears throat> like right away though? Um, no, I guess it wasn't like immediate. So I, I feel gotten, like I got a picture of them before they were on the CPAP. That's true. No, that would have been in the, in the actual like. Mm. hospital yeah. in the OR. OR I was taken back to my room and let me tell you like that is the weirdest feeling ever having just given birth and not having and rabies. going back to your postpartum room and just sitting there like mm. I felt fucking fantastic after delivering these babies I didn't tear they were so tiny that I swear to god my vagina just like it just whoop and then <laughs> like went back to normal plus I had just poop. had twins <laughs> And so I felt great after having twins and being able to walk again. And, like, it was weird. And so I was in my postpartum room, and I had to wait until my uh, epidural wore off or six hours or something from the time I gave birth to the when I could get up and go see them. Mm-hmm. So I got back into the room with my mom, and Brandon immediately went to the NICU to, uh, get, like, talk to the pediatrician, talk to the NICU team, and, like, see how the babies were doing. Um, and... So I was just there by myself with my mom, which was, like, super, super weird. Um, and uh, so then, then they came into the room and said that they were putting the babies on CPAP, um, which is, like, the little air over their nose. I don't know what CPAP stands for, but it's the little breathing thing that goes over their nose that, like, delivers air directly to their lungs. Um because they came so quickly and they were pretty preterm, they were very mucusy, and the pediatrician thought that that was the best way to clear the mucus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they did that. Um, Archie couldn't, they couldn't find a, or they couldn't get an IV in Archie's arm, so they had to put in a pick line, which is like a direct, basically directly into the vein, I'm pretty sure. Something like that. Don't quote me. Sorry, what? He, they couldn't find a vein? They, could, they couldn't get... So not only they did the, the IV in her hand. Yeah. They couldn't... They poked him. She said they tried for half an hour to just... They kept poking and poking and poking and poking and po- everywhere. And they couldn't get a vein. Poor kid. Poor kid. And so the pediatrician came in and was like, I don't want to poke your kid anymore. Like, mm-hmm. can I put in a pick line? I guess they needed consent. Um, I don't know what a pick line is. So they put a pick line into his umbilical cord. Um... And then that's how he got his, like, sugars and all the things that would be um, directly put in an IV. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, so I waited around until uh, 2 a.m., and then we we were able to go see the babies. Uh, We weren't able to hold them because they were on CPAP, and they didn't like to move them too much. They wanted to, like, let their bodies recover a little bit from, like, the trauma that is birth for babies, (laughs) especially babies who are preterm. Poor guys went for me right. in this nice, cozy little... Yeah. Especially Otley, who was having... Who had a hard time yeah. in birth and whatever. So she um, was fine. She... 
recovered really well from like what was a traumatic birth for her uh, and then they were pretty equal like the whole time they were in the NICU um, I was able to hold Otley the next day someone's calling me my husband I'm just gonna ignore that <laughs> um, yeah so like a briefly about like I don't want to go too much into postpartum because I think I want to talk about that like yeah. maybe in its whole episode but um, this postpartum was like night and day from Emery like with Emery I tore I was really sore I like had a hard time walking sitting moving um with the twins I didn't tear I felt completely normal like after that like if you've ever given birth you know the feeling like you feel like your intestines are gonna like fall out your butthole (laughs) after that feeling kind of went away or subsided a little bit like I was walking normal I felt completely normal Uh, I felt great like mental health wise I'm already medicated for, like, I was medicated for postpartum depression slash anxiety with Emery, so I'm still medicated for that. I never stopped taking it, so... Did they tell you anything about that in the hospital when you were, like, when they were talking, they were like, maybe you missed it, but did they say anything about your medication and, like, what you would need? You'd already need, NICU t- like, a NICU team there anywhere, I guess, so maybe... They asked me, it. like, what me- if I was on any medication so they yeah. could have it ready if I stayed overnight, yeah. Oh, okay, because I just remember when I was about... I can't remember if it was, um, if I was right, right before I was ready to push with Valley or, um, when I was getting my epidural, but they just, I heard the conversation. It was like, what medications is she on? And then it's like, she has, she's on antidepressant and they're like, oh, it's Wellbutrin. So it's, we don't need a NICU team. Cause they, it, I guess if I was on a oh. certain type of medication, they bring a NICU team in just in case. And I don't know why. Well, I'm I already sure had Nicky team there, so maybe it right. Was that's like, what I'm saying. Like maybe it was. Anyway, but no, sure they never. They just asked if I like need because they they give it to you if you stay overnight. They provide right. it to you. Free drugs. <laughs> um, no, so yeah. Um, like I was saying, mental health wise, I was like I f- have felt like again completely normal. I had those mm-hmm. like like she had a different like well, you're, you're the look. Very, I mean, obviously, when you're hella pregnant and miserable, you have this is just like disdain for life look on your face and it was very obvious <laughs> but that. when I saw her I can't remember the first time I saw you but I just remember being like wow you have like color to mm-hmm. your face you look like you're alive and you're not just a fucking zombie <laughs> and I did I felt like yeah I mean and the NICU again I'm gonna probably do a whole podcast episode mm-hmm. on the NICU experience it's fucking hard my emotions were all over the place when it came to that like it was a lot of guilt a lot of like trying to put myself in two different places that I couldn't possibly be in and like Mm -hmm. that was its own thing but there was never any of those like hardcore like like postpartum emotions that happened like I had some baby blues when my milk came in like I cried a lot like missing my babies and whatever and like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but like it was two or three days and then I again back to normal completely like I've still to this day have not like had I felt completely normal normal. when the (laughs) The part that you guys are not wondering about, but the difference for me <laughs> was that last time Jordan was pregnant, I was pregnant. So it felt so <clears throat> weird. I know this is, sounds stupid, but it felt so weird to mm-hmm. not be pregnant when she was pregnant, especially at the beginning. The beginning of it, I think it was an adjustment for both of us. Cause it's almost like we assumed I was pregnant too. But then at the end too, I was like, man, like she's in such a different point in her life where I can like, I can go to bed. <laughs> I can sleep through the night. Now she's got two babies that wake up it's just weird to have that dis- that mm-hmm. the actual because we were everything was so relatable with the other right two and we were like on the phone all day every day and being like oh did your kid do this today and did your kid do that today and like how many times did you wake up last night and now i'm like 
how did you sleep last night? I, I was like, I didn't. <laughs> and you did. I try not to ask anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not been terrible. Like, I took advantage of the time. Like, it is, I will say, like, at first I felt really guilty saying that it was nice to, like, deliver babies and then yeah. come home and have a full night's sleep that next night. Like, I, mm, we didn't. I could imagine that would be, like, Well, I mean, okay, so the night we delivered, the Sunday, we stayed at the hospital. So that sleep was shitty in itself. But I was, mm-hmm. I didn't go to bed till like, 4 a.m. or something. Yeah. And, whatever um but then the next night I was discharged just charged from the hospital the next morning like yeah. at like 9 a.m yeah um so gave birth at 9 40 was discharged at 9 40 a.m with twins <laughs> yeah because again I was com- like I didn't tear my babies yeah. were in the NICU there was no reason for them to monitor me like yeah. they sent me home um and so I went home that day and showered and I mean I went back to the hospital to see the babies but like Came home that night and slept in my bed and had a full yeah, night's but, sleep. Yeah, but, like, if we were in a different country like New Zealand, New Zealand has these, like, hospitals, like, post-hospitals where you go in and you, as a mom, from what yeah. I understand of them, like, on social media, it sounds like you have your own personal nurse. Like, it's like a night postpartum nurse. doula. Yeah, that basically gets up. I mean, if you're nursing, obviously you have to get up too, but, like, you know, it's pretty, like, comfy, nice, relaxing for a new mom. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. condescendingly, I'm saying that very no and again like at first I felt really guilty yeah. for feeling that, like I, what my point was is that like that I mean I know it's hard or easy for me to say don't feel guilty or like mm-hmm, no mom mm-hmm. should ever feel guilty for that but you know and, and I, like I said, yeah like again felt really guilty at first yeah. but then after that I was like no you know what I, I took advantage of the time that I had mm-hmm. to heal there well, I, I couldn't a... be in the hospital 24 hours a day seven days a week yeah. anyways they didn't want me holding the babies I was they weren't taking any feeds orally at that point anyways mm-hmm. they wanted them in their beds as much as possible so if I was there I was just sitting in a chair yeah like it was it there was no point in me being there and in hindsight I can say this in the moment I felt like why I want to sit there every second yeah. of every day and mm-hmm. look at them breathe but like yeah. in hindsight there was no point in being there yeah. and I needed to be home with Emery who was having just as much of a transition at that point oh, as I was sure. or was and about I, to and I think that the, one of the hardest parts about like when you're in those moments is that you almost just don't you almost just don't want to regret doing not doing the things that you mm-hmm, think you should do mm-hmm. that you're feeling guilty about yeah and it's nice that now you can you know assure some moms out there that absolutely and I've had a you couple didn't regret not going right yeah. and I and I think I I personally am super proud of the way that I like did I split my time I think I split it perfectly I think I got like you didn't overextend yourself right the babies yeah. were there for 12 days like that's a healthy amount of time they weren't there for a long time they weren't whatever they 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 came home they came home healthy they're still healthy to this day emery her transition was again knock on wood it was great like she didn't have this like huge yeah. emotional transition where it was really hard on her and like i think it was because like we had that those 12 days of me not being pregnant right, yeah. me not being miserable i could like right i could mm. i went and saw the babies and like that was hard for her that i wasn't there for big chunks of the day but again it was easing her into the fact that yeah. mommy wasn't going to be all on Emery all the time. And I, it was easing her into the fact that daddy's just as good as mommy sometimes. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I think she has PTSD. Every time she sees me come in the house, she's like, no, no. For a while, yes, Julia couldn't even come over because she assumed that I was leaving. Because yeah, that's like, how it Every was. time I came over, mom and dad were leaving. So she got Auntie Jane. <laughs> For a long time, she just was not happy to see Auntie Jane. It's better now. 
Because I think she's just, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the transition with Emery, again, has been fantastic. She loves the babies. She is obsessed. I mean, it's starting the, like, novelty is wearing off, like, a tiny little bit now, but not in a bad way. Like, it's, yeah. like, she's just, like, oh, the babies are just part of my world. Like, she wakes up in the morning and goes, babies? Yeah. Like, she comes into her room and just expects them to be there now. So, it's, like, they're just part of her life. Yeah. Um, and, like, when and I like, put her to bed at night, she goes, bye, babies. Like, she just, <laughs> it's just part of her world. Yeah. So, like, very quickly touch on the difference between, because we all ask about what's the difference between going from, like, one to two or two to three, but, like, how's the transition from, like, one to three? (laughs) It's an uncommon one. Yeah, it is. And I don't think that it's been, I personally was, like... You haven't been alone too much yet. No, I haven't. I mean, this week will be a real test of my, like, parenting abilities. And mine. (laughs) But, um, no, I think that I... Uh, because I felt so good postpartum, I think that's really helped with my, um, my, like, the transition from one to three, because I can do a lot. Like, I, like, if I was recovering from a C-section, I don't Mm. think it would be different. Like, I think it would be a, sorry, I mean, I think it would be a lot different. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot harder. Um, like, physically, I've been doing everything that I wanted to do when I was pregnant. I Um, remember thinking, like, a couple days after, and I think this is how I felt after Valley's birth, but I remember looking at Jordan and being like, how the hell did you just have two children? And everybody <laughs> like that babies. I would walk, like, I would go, I went to the store to buy some, like, kite baby outfits for the babies, and the girl was like, oh, you're buying two, like, you just, like, it, like is there a new baby in the family? And yeah. I was like, no, no, I just had twins. Like, and she was like, wait, sorry, what? Like, 24 hours, hours ago, no. you had twins, and you're walking around my store, like, completely normal? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. people were genuinely shocked. Or I would, like... Yeah, like, walking through the hospital. Like, people would be like, oh, you're going to visit someone who just had a baby? I'm like, no, I'm going to visit my babies in the NICU. That, that I just had in my and like, body. And, I, people were so down. shocked that yeah. I was, like, walking normally. Like, you know, I'm not doing that, like, postpartum waddle that everybody was doing. So. <laughs> the prepartum. <laughs> as far as, like, right? As far as, like, the kids thing, like, having one kid to two kids, like, I already, I feel like it's no, it's like different. It's no harder between one and two. It's, like, because they're twins. I don't think so because they're doing... There's no difference between one and three. I think it's hard because, like, as far as, like, going places, like, let's say, like, the park, for example. We take Emery to the park. It's like, Mm -hmm. if I had one baby, I could just strap them onto me in a sling and chase Emery around the park and it'd be fine. With the two babies, it's like I have to put one in the sling, one in the stroller, or two in the stroller, and that part, like, like, logistically is a little bit harder. Um, Feeding them, I think, would be the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Um... Or well, they're, when they're this age too, I think when obviously when they when they're a little bit older, it might be easier. Yeah, but like this age, we have to feed them a certain way so that they're not getting too much air and they're not yeah. choking or whatever. And like, I can't feed like with Emery, I could just pop her on the boob and whatever. And I can't. Yeah, we're bottle feeding, which ends up being a little bit more convenient. But I'm also pumping and still nursing Emery, so it's like that whole thing is a little bit tricky to figure out logistically, like making sure I'm pumping. Yeah the milk and giving it to the babies and not giving it to Emery, but then also, like, I need help feeding them. I can't feed them on my own. Um, yeah. That, I mean, other than that, like, I already had... My life was already revolved around a child. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So, trail. like, it doesn't... Like, as far as that, it hasn't changed. Yeah. Like, I just added two more to the mix. That's true. And maybe that's a positive outlook, and I might come crying to you in six well, months I, from now. Well, I was thinking about it the other day that... Um, not that I have any opinion... I mean, I have an opinion, but not that I have any say in your life, but I remember your, like, biggest conundrum was, like, I want three kids. I think you ultimately wanted three kids, mm-hmm. but you didn't want 
three pregnancies. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you were saying all the way through the year. Like, as soon as you had Emery or even before you had Emery, you're like, yeah, like, I think ideally, like, two. Of I like love three. the idea of a big family, personally. Right. Yeah. And I was so glad. I'm like, oh, thank fucking God. She got twins, like, one pregnancy. Okay. So here's something that I've been thinking the last, like, with Emery. I, when I first had her, I was like, I went into this very, I think part of my postpartum depression stemmed from the fact that I was like, I lost, I felt like I lost so much of myself. Uh, yeah. When you have a baby, you go, when you have no babies and then you go from to one baby, That's your entire change. life changes. You go from being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want. <laughs> no, but it's realistic. Like, yeah. You go from being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want. And you can have an adaptable baby and you can bring your baby and do the mm-hmm. things you want to do still, but... Regardless of that, your life changes. Huge. It's oh, yeah. huge change. And with these babies, I haven't felt that. A, because, I again, I'm already doing, like, my life revolves around a toddler. But it's almost a lot more excitement. Like, I, to, this Julia's going to laugh at me when I say this. But I, like, crave that, like, um. Chaos? Not chaos, but, like, I love the idea of being, like, um. Overwhelmed? Let me, like, make dinner for my three kids and like that I, the idea of yeah, like this is where her, having this like was... family to me like yeah. is so it's fun like See, I feel like I crave that yeah where I'm like that, I love that the, makes I, sense. Like, I, I've been saying to you the last week I'm like Julie I'm a mom of three like that to me she feels loves it it's way more fun flex. than a mom of one yeah like I'm like I love the idea of like let me put my three kids I, but are you martyring like, yourself though right now are you being like oh my god I've done everything I have to take care of three kids my life is so hard because I have three kids. Not, like, hard, but, like, I'm literally killing myself to take care of my three kids. No, not at all. Okay. All right. No, no, like, I genuinely am, like, so excited yeah. for, like, the, this, like, the, like, oh, like, I have to take my kids to swimming lessons or, like, I always, when mm. I taught swimming lessons, I always saw parents who would bring their kids in and to, like, people it looks chaotic, That's but so to me that seems I've, fun. I have never, I don't think I've ever had that. Maybe now, like, I remember when I went from one to two, it was... 15 years for whatever years oh my god he's telling us to come down the street um i i remember being like it was kind of like a flex for me too where i'm like oh my god i have two kids now like because i i don't know i think that there's something to be sad about having two kids versus one but i don't think i've ever been like oh my god like i crave being a mom who like makes dinner and snacks and like wipes bums for my life. I've never no, liked I've never, I've never like I've always liked cleaning. When I was pregnant that went down the drain because I physically couldn't do it. But like the idea that I have these like three kids to take care of and like I put my kids to bed and spend twenty minutes at the end of the night like tidying up after my kids. It sounds weird but it like I love it. I love it. Okay and for the like other people of the world that <laughs> and I mean, are and not there like are days that. where I'm like this fucking sucks. Like I wanna just like go to bed and sleep through the night and drink a whole bottle of wine and like Yeah See, I have those. Whatever. <laughs> well, maybe. But I can yeah. still, like, I feel like this, again, this postpartum experience has been different. Like, I just sent my husband down the street with my newborn so yeah. I could sit here and record a podcast. Like, I would have never done that with Emery. Because mm-hmm. it would have been like, she has to be on my tit every five seconds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's just and different. I mean, it's just different. Well, it's your so entire, different. Jordan's entire life has revolved around being a mother in some. But I didn't feel that same motherly instinct when I first had Emery. It's obviously developed. As I like, as she's older, and yeah. but then I got pregnant, and then yeah. I like didn't necessarily feel yeah, but that, that part, like, like yeah, that part that, wasn't very long if you think about it. No, it, was, it like, wasn't just over a year. No, it wasn't exactly. And the first year goes by so quick. So, right, and yeah. and I like I remember being pregnant and looking at all these moms who could like 
move normally and like they were like so making like, sp- and, like doing things with their kids and making activities yeah. and like making dinner and cleaning their house and I was like I'm so excited to do all those things and like it I was like that's gonna go away the second I'm not pregnant and maybe it's still like not whatever a novelty because I'm so newly postpartum and I'm still like I'm just like so excited I'm like Brandon let's fold the laundry like it's it sounds so weird okay and, and I can like, get that though I mean I think I, I was pregnant. it's just fun it's just too. like I yeah. like I'm excited to like like take my kids places and have kids and have that like experience that I looked at people so like mm-hmm. for so long doing I mean like, I want that so bad yeah and now I finally have it I saw this thing meme on Instagram I was like remember that five years ago you prayed to be where you are now which is it's so funny because you, you did said, right but I mean like see you said that and you posted it in the context of motherhood and the transition you took or like the the Right, and people could have seen it. Right, and I took it in like five years ago. I was in a poor mental state where all I wanted to do was get out of that mental state and like, um, what are you doing? Okay, I'll give you some. Sharesies, <laughs> sharing is caring in this. Uh, and this you guy. prayed to be like in yeah. a good mental headspace. Right, and I, now I am, and it's like that. But that's just who we are as people. No, I know, but what I'm saying is I'm pointing that out. Like I know that this is right about your birthing story and motherhood mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But for those of you who like are like me, where I think Jordan's. I wouldn't say entire identity, not n- near that much, but, like, a lot of her identity has always been around motherhood and babies. Like, she's an ECE. She's always I loved love babies. Yeah, I love she's always had a maternal instinct, way more than mine. I mean, sometimes. And, you know, for me, when I had Cole, my son, who's 14, my parents didn't think that I was, like, going to go and drink and, like, have do drugs and like, like snorting coke off right like I'm not, i wasn't something. like a, a troubled teenager yeah. like that but i was a troubled teenager in the sense that i hated children <laughs> i literally my mom was worried i wasn't going to love my child not mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. i was gonna go snort cocaine while i was pregnant yeah <laughs> but anyway so it's just it's just funny it's, it's a different so let us know I like my husband's texting me saying the babies need milk so i gotta go but um, um sugar tits right. <laughs> uh let us know if you want, like, I'm, I'm definitely going to do a whole episode on the NICU and what that's like, um, and then I can do one on, like, more postpartum if you want to hear more about that. I talked a little bit more here than I was good. Yeah, and we're also it. kind of toying with the idea. I think logistically now that Jordan has three kids and I, well, I still have my two, <laughs> um, it's you a little harder half. for, it's true, um, it's a little harder for us to, like, always be, because we are together a lot and we're together a lot less now, I mean, Brandon also is home full time, so that might change again. But yeah. um, you know, sometimes it's a little bit logistically more difficult for us to record together. So tell us what you think about us doing individual stories, not all the time, or sorry, um, episodes, not all the time. Yeah. But like on the you know the one off, or like Brandon and I could do one, just Brandon and I, and then you and Brandon could do one, just you and Brandon. You could get Cole yeah. on here. That'd be cool too. Um, he absolutely would fucking would not. <laughs> uh, I actually am thinking of getting his um stepmother i won't say her name oh that'd be cool because i mean i mean there's nothing to say like there's well hold on back up a second there is a lot to say but there's also a lot to say recently about you know the transition that we're we're going through right now and i mean we may as well take advantage of the fact that we're all getting along <laughs> so like, let us know what you want to hear that's basically what we're yeah. saying is like let us know we should probably end this because it's probably been a long Okay, well, trigger warning, this is a long one. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the episode. So, um, yeah, let me know if you have any other questions. I hope this wasn't too chaotic and I got through everything I want to go through. I'm going to listen back and be like, oh, I forgot to say that, but... We're chaotic. It is. is. (laughs) So people are here. They like it. Yeah, it's true. Okay, well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, Okay, yeah, bye. Bye.